This is Apostle James Podcast, transfiguring the world by the Word of God and bringing joy to the faces of many. Remain watchful and pay attention as we dive into what the Lord has for us today. I'm glad to welcome you to this broadcast of Apostle James Podcast, the first of his series. You know, one of the things that uh, uh, Apostle Paul did, which is what every apostle should do, is not to keep silent when you hear, you know, about doctrines that are going on in the world. That's why Paul wrote, you know, to the, you know, wrote many of the epistles. If you look at many of the epistles that Paul wrote, you know, Romans you find out that he, 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 wrote, he wrote the Romans in order to strengthen them as Christians. You know, to give us the charter, the gospel charter. You know, when you look at the Corinthians, when you look at Corinthians, you know, he answered a whole lot of questions. You know, beginning from disunity in the body of Christ, and then stretching into carnality, stretching into, you know, how to relate you know, with wife or husband as a family, you know, getting into all, all, all kinds of doctrines that he, you know, including the gifts of the Spirit, as you move down. You know, you go to Galatians, you know, he began to talk about the, you know, the law, traditions, you know, of men and uh, circumcision, trying to bring Judaism into Christianity. You get to Colossians, you talk about philosophies, vain traditions, worshiping of angels. You know, these are the things that apostles always did. You know, the Gnostics in those days that were, you know, trying to dissuade people from believing the gospel of Christ. You can't just keep quiet. And that is why that this time around, that we shouldn't keep quiet. If you are a universal apostle, you should be interested in what is going on in all over the world. In fact, that is one of the core things about James Cook Encyclopedia of the Holy Ghost and the Spirits. You know, when, when you when you read it, for example, when you get it, it's a it's a Bible companion. It's a Bible companion. For example, if you go to Ephesians chapter four, and then verse three, verse four, when you talk about the you know putting the unity of the Spirit in the bond of peace. You know, we try to bring about the universality of the gospel. And then Paul began to talk about the seven sacrosanct fundamentals of the faith. You'll find it in that place. What I want to bring across is what is, you know, seems to be trending right now. There's something that seems to be trending right now. The problem they have with letter G, with letter, with letter J. Problem they have with letter J. You know, you know, every generation will always have problem. Every generation will always have one thing or the other that they will bring forth. One thing or the other. And now what is trending now is letter J. That letter J was not in the original language. But should that be an issue? Should that be an issue? When somebody first commented and then... Uh, you know, on our post, a commentator said, I said that Bible is not a white man's book. Never was, never. 
was never will be anything translated by him anything translated by a white man is a garbage you know one problem that i have and I, I don't know who that person is. i don't know whether he is a jew i don't know whether he is but he sounds so you see i have problem several people that criticize this they're living in white man's land eh? but the white man's translation of the bible is 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 wrong he said that it's garbage the bible is not the white man's book never was never we never we ne was never never will be anything translated by him anything translated by him is garbage then he went on again to say he went on again to say that fake white jesus is as real as santa claus and quoted jeremiah chapter 23 verse 27 and say stop worshiping the slave masters god the slave masters god uh no what the rest of them still do it now job 9 24 second testament 2 11 days and others I, I couldn't stomach it anymore, so I, I replied and I said, Brother, none of your scripture supports your argument. None of your scripture supports your argument. For example, here are your scriptures. Jeremiah 23:27 talks about bad. Jeremiah 23:27 talks about bad. We, we think to cause my people to forget my name by their dreams, which they tell every man to his neighbor. And their fathers have forgotten my name for bad. He, he was responding to, you know, James Luke and Cyclopo of the Holy Ghost and Spirit. It's not an idea. This is Bible. We are not talking about dreams. Everything about James Luke and Cyclopo, like we talked in the introduction, or you see at the back side of the book, you know, you can, you can, you can get it from Amazon. You get it from Amazon. It's on Amazon. You know, so you you he, he quoted jeremiah 23 27 and then i said i was referring to fake jesus and santa claus i don't know why he manufactured that i asked the question so, so what are you talking about is bad fake is bad is is, is bad fake jesus or santa claus fake jesus You know, somebody is using the Bible and try to manufacture something that does not exist in the Bible. Jeremiah 23, 27 has nothing to do. You know, there is no definition of fake Jesus there. There is no definition of Santa Claus. So somebody is trying to use God's word to manufacture something that does not exist. And then he went ahead and quoted Job chapter 9, verse 24. And uh, this place has no bearing, neither does it support any fake Jesus nor a Santa Claus. And I said to him, picking a verse that's part of a whole set of verses and attempting to make it wrongly, make it wrongly stand out alone, is like Satan quoting scriptures to Jesus 
to make Jesus do the will of Satan. Eh? To make Jesus do the will of Satan. You understand? <laughs> eh? I said to him, read the chapter from verse 1. But especially from verse 13 to verse 24. Then you understand what you meant. Then you put the second Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 11, which says, And for this cause God shall send them strong delusion that they should believe a lie. I asked the question, who is in delusion? The people that believe that believe the Jesus that Paul wrote about in Second Thessalonians to the Thessalonians, or the ones after second millennia, think that Jesus think that the Jesus that Paul wrote about was fake. Or that Jesus that Paul Jesus that Paul wrote about, you know, was Santa Claus. Who is deceiving who? Then using the same text of the apostle, completely out of context, you just find that demonic new age thinking. You know, this is a demonic new age thinking. Very demonic. And then he went to Jeremiah chapter 8, verse 9 and said, The wise men are ashamed. They are dismayed and taken. Lo, they have rejected the word of the Lord. And what wisdom is them? Uh, of course, absolutely. And it seems to refer to the ones who conjure up fake Jesus and Santa Claus out of the imagination, trying to use the word of God to justify it. Like Satan, taking scriptures out of context to justify their word thinking. You know, then he says something to say, Apostle James, nowhere in the book is anyone described as white unless they have the cause of snow, white leprosy. Does Bible talk about white Jesus? There is no place in the Bible where you talk about white Jesus or black Jesus. You know, I have so much to talk about this, you know, in this area. There's no place where it's, people just wake up and then stop arguing something that doesn't have meaning. Instead of believing the word, you argue something that does not have meaning. It doesn't make sense. Come on. Throw those things are garbage. And the problem is this, that so many people keep on running with it. I wouldn't have bothered about this, except that, uh, except that, uh, you know, uh, except that somebody else, somebody else, the same day, somebody else the same day sent me, you know, a text and asked me a question. And let me read what that person said to me about this, their so-called liturgy. Let me read it. He said to me, he said, thank you for your time. Let us that same day, another person sent me text and said, thank you for your time. I wouldn't have bothered. The speaker at the seminar recently was addressing the topic, name of Jesus. He said that there was no letter J equivalent or J sound in Hebrew, Aramaic, Latin, Greek, or English before the 17th century. So the name for salvation, see Acts 410 plus, could not be Jesus. Are you getting that? That because there was no letter J or equivalent sound in Hebrew, Aramaic, Latin, Greek, or English like that, you know, so that uh, the name, the so the name for salvation, see Acts four ten, could not be Jesus, because Peter was talking to the Sanhedrin council, all the opity ops of the Hebrew religion and government, and all the people of Israel, you know Hebrew and Aramaic speakers, eh? 
He said it was said that the name Peter, he put in bracket Holy Spirit. It was said that the name Peter, he put in bracket Holy Spirit, was talking about Acts 4 Templars was Yahshua. And that all seminary trained pastors, teachers, priests, etc., had been taught this. Then he asked me a question Do you use the name Yahshua historically, linguistically correct during your services? If not, please explain why not again thank you for your reply you know you know this guy has uh, on his profile you know doctor of dignity and then many others have studies the names like yahweh and yashua in a metaphysical research institute you know i, I quickly replied him and i said thanks for reaching out you'll find all the answers to your questions from our work from our work uh, you know james luke encyclopedia of the holy ghost and spirit and then uh, i gave the amazon link where you have it there when you have it uh, go to amazon.com and type james Okwabi, you'll find it there he responded what does that have to do you know with my question and i said and i replied because i know that you will find answers to your question there you will find clues to understanding the scriptures and christ you know etymologically just get your copies only a few lines just on the introduction will solve your problems you know he he doesn't seem to have read my reply he seemed he got offended that i referred him to my work i actually i regretted uh, my quick reply because he dismissed him instantly usually i play along and uh, allow allow them bring out all their arguments by such i get more insights and then get the biblical and academic answers to their questions honestly i regret in fact that's the way that that's why it took about 30 something years about 32 years to write that book because it answers a whole lot of theologies a whole lot of things if this jesus issue had been there i would have answered it directly but it was already answered like i'm going to just show us a little bit He's already answered inside there. Like I told him, this is all like a etymological problem. It's a etymological issue. It's not even a theological issue. Because the conclusion of the whole matter is that you should be able to separate what is etymological issue from what is theological issue. If it is theological, it's different. But when it is etymological, it's different. It's just like, for example, you know, it is a Abraham. I didn't know that my people, the Igbos, called Abraham Abiyam. I didn't know initially. When they call, they say Chuku Abiyama, which is God of Abraham. And then they are talking about the same Abraham. But they call it in their dialect Abiyama. You know, it's just like I think the French, I think the French call James Jack. I think so. But the James that French calls Jack is the same James. So there are certain etymological issues that don't make meaning. You say because that it is named by the English this. Eh? The, the, the English call him Jesus. Then because they call him Jesus, he's no longer Yahshua. Whereas there is no Yahshua in English. If you travel from Israel 
to the United States, you must translate your word, the Hebrew to English, in order to understand what the Hebrew meant. And then when it is changed from Yahshua to Jesus, then is, the Jesus is no longer Yahshua. Because it doesn't begin with J to be Joshua. It doesn't make sense. There are certain arguments that don't make sense. So, but it, it, the, the funny thing about it is that people are running with this kind of a thing. You don't need to run with this. People are running with it. You see, this is the problem that we have. And apostles would not stand quiet because it's a universal structure. I really thank God for Facebook. I really thank God for the aid that we are in. You know, we utilize the we utilize the things that we have in our age. For example, they ask the question. So, in order just to give this answer straight, it's, it's a etymological issue. It's not theological, right? So, but when he when he walked away, then I felt that he just had, uh, you know, <laughs> that he got offended. When I knelt down to pray, I I. I understood it that uh, it was just like Elisha telling Neman, uh, the great leprous general, to go to Jordan River, wash, you know, which incensed him, riled him. And then, uh, you know, well, Neman had, uh, had a good servant that spoke reasons to him, which many modern, uh, you know, many modern gurus, you know, do not have. They don't, you know. So that's the reason for this particular, you know, broadcast right now. That's the reason for this particular broadcast. When the first guy wrote about, when the first guy wrote about J stuff, I didn't take it seriously. Even after clicking the link and skimming through the page content. But when the guru, eh, quite unrelated to the first guy, posed the same question the same day, the same day, then my discernment had to change. My discernment changed, you know. My discernment was that this then is a modern, you know, uh, intellectual heretic, uh, heretic attack, modern intellectual heretic attack on the person of Jesus and the Bible as a whole. And as an apostle, you can't keep quiet. Somebody can be attacking you, you can't keep quiet. I'm not just an evangelist. You know, I'm, I'm not just an evangelist. It, it, there, there's an apostolic grace and that is why that God is you stay where you are, you reach the entire world by the doctrine of Christ, to put things in order, there's that kind of apostolic grace, you understand what I say when I was to open the Apostolian podcast, actually I called it Holy Ghost, the Holy Ghost the Spirit of God told me no, that it's not yet time for the Holy Ghost, by then I had not published the work when I published the work I really give you know a lot of thanks to god for 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 our partners that helped us to bring out the book we hadn't published this at that time so we just you know wanted to call the podcast in fact today november 30th is exactly the one year that i began the podcast apostolic podcast today exactly november 30th <laughs> and god has been tremendous we'll bring about the testimony about this you know about this podcast it was exactly November 30th that I began it. November 30th last year, 2021. 
and then we began this podcast and it is so fantastic and god has done some tremendous things that way and now we are into this realm that we are in right now within that we have published the book james look and cycle of the holy ghost and spirit volume one is from introduction to acts and apostles volume two from romans to revelation everything you need to know about the holy ghost and spirits in the new testament not only in the new testament because there are a whole lot of references to the old including types and shadows like when you go to john chapter 7 or when you go to john chapter 16 you know you understand or when you go when you begin to understand the way that or the waters of Siloam, all those the rivers the river that jesus said at the scripture said what was jesus talking about out of a boy shall flow rivers of living water so you need to decode it to find what jesus was saying there must be a river or rivers in the old testament that represented the holy spirit so you need to understand that so when you go back there then you understand go go to amazon you'll find james luke and sacrifice of the holy ghost and spirit so back to what we're saying so you know there was a time when i had an encounter with jehovah witnesses they came to talk to me and they were talking about jesus is not mighty god jesus is not god jesus is mighty god jesus is not this and that you know you know what he led me to he led me to writing jesus is the christ and I wrote 32 things we need to know about the Bible. And those 32 things answered about 32 things that they believe erroneously about it. So they are available. By the time that you go to our website, jtemissions.org, uh, it is still under construction as at now. It's under construction. So but those things are going to be on the website, tamissions.org, so that some of these questions will be answered there. All those theological questions will be answered there. It's an apostolic influence to really answer the word and give the word this. Praise God. Amen. So that is the thing. That was why that he came to for this live broadcast. Paul will not keep quiet. So I said that it's a theological issue. You know, so I wrote the guru that they, you know, uh, that is a theological issue, which he doesn't seem to have read anyway. Um, I referred him to the introduction of James Nook and Cyclo of the Holy Ghost and Spirits in the New Testament. In the place I referred him, I had explained, you know, the study the Bible does. See, look at, for example, a few things that I said here. I said one of the greatest ways to comprehend a pass a passage to a passage is to understand the original text. I didn't know that this what was this, this is what is written in the encyclopedia. James Luke Encyclopedia. One of the greatest ways to comprehend a passage is to understand the original text. But this is extremely intellectual. So when you're talking about J existing, J not existing, it's extremely intellectual. But here, Bible Dictionary of Words or interlinear studies become invaluable. You know, you know that kind of a thing. So they become very, very invaluable. This is the intellectual aspect of it. So they are just talking about the intellectual aspect of the literature, not the software. They are trying to use the literature intellectual aspect of it to to bring it to theology you know so you you separate it you separate the words it's just like my grammar may not be right but you understand the message you are talking about the spirit the bible said the letter kill it but the spirit give it life so when you bring about the letter letter j or letter not j is jesus a historical person he asks whether you follow historically or linguistically or otherwise it's just like when i bought a book you know you know the source of god and daughters of men are free shetic interpretation of the genesis 1 to 11. that's one of the hardest book i've ever bought 
the sons of God and daughters of men, the appreciating interpretation of Genesis 1 to 11. I, I don't I don't ask you to read that book if you are not vast because you may be you may be taken away. I went to one uh, theological school there and I bought I saw the book on their shelf and I bought it. And it's just like one Bible that I bought, you know, you know, that uh, translated by a mystic, you know, and then called call Holy Spirit a Holy Spirit and then we'll call angel spirit medium and call a Bible. You know, there are too many things that are out there, but as apostles of the Lord, we won't allow this thing to keep on running. All right. So we'll bring you the truth so that whenever you come to Apostle Gem Podcast, you are sure you are coming to get the truth. Praise the Lord. Amen. If you enjoyed this podcast, be sure to check us out online via Apostle James Podcast on YouTube, Facebook, and everywhere podcasts are available. Thank you for your support. Be blessed and have an awesome day. We will see you next time on Apostle James Podcast.